throat chakra candle. I like it. To help with our expressing ourselves tonight. Very smart. You know? I like that. And, um, oh, one of, oh! (laughs) 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 Two Patreons wrote us and told us they got their candles. Oh, good. Very excited. Very good. Very happy. Macy, how you been? I'm good. I got to it first. You did get to it first. Nah. Oh, good sound. <laughs> no, it's it's been a good. It's good. It's been good. I had a good book. I've been reading a good book this week. Better than that last book you read? So much. Okay. So much. So. I'm waiting for somebody to like comment and be like, "Was that book such and such oh, by so and so?" Because I want it to, we were and I want them specific. to be like, "Because that book is ass." Like they need. To- <laughs> <laughs> what if they're like, that's one of the greatest literary conquests of our time? Then we just need to unfollow each other because <laughs> we're not going to get along. And we we're can't agree. We, we can't just, disagree on this. Nope. <laughs> that's the line. Oh, boy. How are you? I'm doing great. You look really good. Thanks. You just look very content. I'm very, I've had a wonderful week. My four year anniversary with my husband Clark was yesterday. Clarky malarkey. Little Clarky. We just had. The best, the best group food. Oh my god! It was delicious. Oh, oh! And then also the weather is cooling down. Yeah, I feel like I'm. I feel sparkly magic is returning. I know. I know. I do. I. I feel it too. I feel it in the air. I feel it in the water. I feel it in the air. Lord of the Rings. Nobody. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just me. But yes. <laughs> anybody? Anybody? What anybody about you, else? Shipton? Shipton, baby boy. We've got a he's Macy. Not, he's not a real animal. We talk. I talk to him like he is. It's probably a weird complex, but he's so cute. Uh, it's um. You know, I think there actually is, and I don't remember the name of it. There is some kind of like it's not a complex necessarily, but it's just like a con- a condition where you give inanimate objects personality yeah oh i do all the time i was always really protective of my stuffed animals growing up i still am i'm 30 still if i see one that's been like abandoned like my heart just drops but uh i think there are some dolls that uh you didn't have to give a personality to it kind of just happened and i i hear there's an update on the oh jeez do you know no, <laughs> I can I tell you're just like shit I don't want to talk I about it I forgot about it that I was going to tell you this okay so not to dwell on the spooky episode uh, by the way everyone seems to really love our spooky episode I'm very uh, happy good uh, we had so much fun doing it yes not oh. to cut you off there but I just I had to put that in there a lot of people really dug it and it makes me happy I, it does me too and we've had an influx of spooky stories so oh yeah we're gonna have just mwah, mwah content for the next one. Oh. It's going to be longer, too. I want these to just become marathons. It's just, oh, like, yes. all day, eight hours. Just, like, <laughs> we got to read everything. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so, no. So, uh, this is about Katrina the doll. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, you know, last I said that my mom had put her away, uh, you know. And, in and, an institution. Uh, and she put her under the stairs. Like, And I remember her, she was, like, I could see her, like, in a, like, a... Tupperware container, like, you know, like, not like a food one, but like, uh, tote. That's the word. <laughs> Tupperware. One of the big Tupperware. <laughs> she was ziplocked in, like, this Tupperware, just like in there. Ziplocked. <laughs> and, and so, no, like, I, re- and that was when I said the dream stopped. Okay, so my mom was upstairs and it was like night. She always listens to our shows right before bed. Oh, no. Like, in bed, like, going to sleep. Oh. And she said she just got covered 
in just this blanket of something's looking at me. Oh, God. And your mom's not like a no. super spooky, like, no, she is she not. can take she, some she, shit. And she's some, like, things like this, she's always just like, Macy, come on, you know? Yeah. Like, and, uh, and so the doll is still in that house. Yeah. And anyway, she said she was just blanketed in something was in there. And Katrina was staring at her from the corner. Yeah. We don't know how she got out. Mom's like, maybe I took her out to clean. She's been up. She's upstairs. She didn't like what she was hearing. That's just what she told me. Like, she was like, she was listening to me. And, and like, and, you know, she just, uh, she heard and she just was, didn't like it. That's what mom said. I don't think she liked it. And in all seriousness, like, uh, and this sounds so crazy, but I'm looking it up. There is a, um, a, like a museum. I heard about it on Mysterious Universe, of course. The spooky haunted. Yeah. Um, and you can yeah. send them things. And I act, I want to pack her up and send her to them. And I, th- I almost feel like that's what she needs. You know, like she needs to go somewhere to, to. She seems like she would actually love that. I think so. Well, the people who run that museum are really interesting. So like they believe in like trying to commu- understand these things. Mm. They don't just like try to exercise them or whatever because they almost see them as sentient high like high intelligent beings well yeah and so they want to be heard yeah you know and um maybe that's where she belongs i don't know what the deal is but i am a uh, very scared of her <laughs> and uh i told mom i said put her in a box go ahead and tape her up we're gonna ship her put her up I said, and put her under the stairs and line the door with salt. Like, just <laughs> line that door with the salt. Get you some red brick powder, some yeah. salt, and uh, some fucking sage while you're at it. Yeah, so I think I'm going to get that. Mom said Monday. We're shipping her Monday. So, like, mom is, like, done. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What if we turned around and she was, like, in the corner? I would be finding the nearest thing to try to beat her to death with. <laughs> Oh, man. So, okay, we're not actually doing another spooky No, episode. yeah, and I'm sorry for everyone who was, like, who weren't prepared, because I feel like you could prepare for the one that's called the spooky zone. You know, yeah. Like, you're like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in a place that's not scary. <laughs> or if you're super spooked easily, you know, you may skip over the spooky episodes, which is cool. You yeah, know, and whatever, then you get but... hit by this shit. Yeah, and then you're just trying to listen to a normal episode, and we're like, this doll. Oh, it's fucking awful. Oh, God. Anyway. 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 Tell me. What are you talking about? I never know. <laughs> uh, no. Today I'm talking about something I wanted to look into for my own personal benefit. And I was like, you know what? Let's do a whole episode on it. Because uh, it's a very basic. Getting back to some some roots, some amateur roots mm. here. I'm going to do some easy, everyday little rituals that you can do to bring a little bit of, of more magic into your life. Magic. Getting and, into uh, this fall season. Yes. Uh, what do you, I know, I know already what you're talking about because I've asked you exactly 14 times this week. Oh, yeah, you have. <laughs> and for some reason, I can't, I can't commit the name of this book to memory for some reason. So you know, me keep... either. I'm actually having to reach for huh. it now. Like, I know the main title. She is. She's reaching I know, for it. I have to get the, to get like the subtitle. Um, it, the book is called Whisperers. And, um... The full title is uh, Whispers, The Secret History of the Spirit World. And it's uh, it's by J.H. Brennan. And it's just 
this is an interesting book. Mm. It does involve the paranormal. And I know that this is kind of like two paranormal episodes. And I just told a ghost story. I'm not going to be, <laughs> I like was driving here today and I was just like, this is really paranormal. And I just did that episode. Which bitch amateur hour is over. We are. We're now a paranormal. We're podcast. just spooky episodes. From now so on. this was really just a result of my bad timing. So I'm sorry, but it's not scary. It's just really interesting. Well, the way you described it, it did sound like spirits was being used in the more, um, the more metaphysical sense. It is. Yeah, it, it really is. But there's just, okay, so y'all know I love a good theory. Yeah. Like, I love a good theory. I can go down the rabbit hole any day. Strap up your, your little red strings. I'll yeah, I will make my little pin and, like, red lines. Oh, it's nothing gets me going more than just good theory. Conspiracy theories with Macy. I, I love them. And so this one is, uh, it's kind of like that, uh, but it's very well researched. Which, after my last disaster piece of a book that Ugh. was just non- Nothing. It's nothing. It's a nothing book. It's a nothing story. <laughs> and um, so after that, like a good, very well-written, well-researched book was mm. just like a breath of fresh air. Nothing makes a book sweeter than having just read a shitty book. <laughs> oh my gosh. It makes you appreciate it so much. <laughs> and um, and it's not really dead set on one thing. You know, there's, there's a lot of things and a lot of options here. But at the core of the book, and there's a lot of, it's not just uh, one long narrative. It's a lot of different stories. And it's essentially tracking how spirits have intermingled with humans and changed the course of history. Mm. And, and it points out really obvious things that we just don't even think about. Like, you know, or that we don't even care about. You know, we're just like, oh, well... That's so, just the way it is. I don't think yeah, about it. Yeah, you know, and so just like how when I talked about the cosmic serpent, I get so excited. I really have to process on how to talk about it. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of me, like, having to flashback and flash because <laughs> it was really just so good. Like, I was reading it on my couch, and, like, you know the moment, or at least for me, when you start reading something that you think is, like, revolutionary, and your heart speeds up, and you're just like, God, this is awesome. Yeah. Happened, you know, and so I just get super excited. Slightly reminiscent of ancient alien theory in the in the way that um, it's that people have written about this and spoken word about it and paintings have been done about it. Instead of us thinking they were like trying to say something else, maybe they were literally talking with spirits. Mm. You know, like we always explain things away just like an ancient alien theory. It's like, oh, the lights in the sky were or like the big flying contraptions had to have been birds. Swamp gas. Yeah, you know, and it's like, no, what if we actually take this seriously? And and it's across it talks about Moses. He was like, Maybe those voices, maybe they're these weird other beings that were controlling history. And we're guiding along and making hmm. us go where we wanted to go. And really where it picked up with me, to where it started being a really interesting point, is that back in the day, like early, early stone, uh, what are those, tablets? Yes. Yeah, like stone tablets. And talking about people just conversing with spirits all the time. All the time. I mean, everybody, everybody did. Just mm. talking to them like it was nothing. Like they were just everywhere. Mm. And that's really common. I mean, just thinking about Greek mythology and Roman mythology oh, and all of that. They just drop down and like <laughs> yeah. actually intermingle with people, but they all were pushing an agenda. He raises the point that in all of these writings, the people never like feel like they dis they can disagree. It's always they are just like, yes, okay. Hmm. You know, and it's just like we have this weird like need to just 
okay, you know, and, and it was just like, oh, that's... You're right. Nobody ever just goes, I was talking to a spirit, they say I should, I should do this, and I was like, nah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it is like, I did the thing they said to do. They were always, yeah, very big things, and it's just like, nobody would do that, you know, but they did, so they obviously were, like, taking it seriously. Yeah. All kinds of civil, all over the world, you know, and that's what's so interesting about it, and it's all over the world within, like, the same hundred years. Ooh, so shit. that's what's so interesting, is that, like, a lot of this correlated all over the world with each other. Mm. And um, and so the whole, like, first big part of the book is tracking the history of all of these people talking about, you know, talking with these spirits in different ways. It starts to die off a little bit, and they're not as vocal anymore. What happened? You know, well, it's an interesting theory. There's a theory as to what happened? Oh, there's this book is full of theories. <gasps> oh, boy. There's theories everywhere. It's like a maze. <laughs> and um it's so good can't throw a stick without like hitting the a moment theory. you get over one he like throws another one at you he's like oh you figured that one out take this and it's just like oh i love it too easy here's another one it's so good so they started noticing that they were disappearing nobody was not as many people were being able to hear the gods anymore and it went from like everybody okay so there was some civilizations had like a very complex spirit structure so they would have like the main idol you know it could be a statue and it's in its you know, high temple and it's guarded by all these people. And that's like the, the ruler, you know, and it would tell things it would talk, you know, to communicate. And then these like other more important, there was this hierarchical structure of these idols, but even peasants would have idols. And it's like that they were like messenger spirits. Mm. So if they had a big question, they would like focus that, to that idol in which you would communicate with the spirit, would talk to the big idol. He'd run off to go ask the big god. Yeah, and so they're <laughs> apparently communicating this way. And it's just like, maybe they're not making that up. Yeah. You know, and that's really the whole focus of this book is it's like, maybe we should just for once take this shit literally and really think about this because there's a historical timeline that's just like the same all over the world. It's just crazy. So anyway, so it went from that to it's starting to trickle down to where the gods are, they're not dealing with them as much, mm. you know? And it, it's just, uh, they're starting to disappear. And, and it talked about, like, the, um, like, Central American, Mexico area, you know, so, like, the Maya mm -hmm. and the Aztecs. They started, like, writing the same thing. Like, the gods are, they're gone, yeah. you know? It, it correlates with the Earth's, like, population growing really fast. Oh. And it's almost like, it just got too much to do. It was noise. Yeah. The gods are just like, shut the fuck up. Well, this got too big. Now it's not fun anymore. You know? It's like that scene in Bruce Almighty. You know? How yeah. He, when it's just the emails all, coming in. All he can hear is the prayers. Yeah. And he, it just takes him over. And it's, so it's like. Except more serious. Yeah. When they used to intermingle and stuff like that. Now there's too many people and they want so much and they mm. need this and, you know. It, it ties me back to the simulation theory because it's just like the creators are now like, oh, it's like when you, in The Sims, when you just build a town and you're like, fuck this. It's, it's just too much. much. It's almost like that, you know, and at this time, like natural disasters started happening mm. and things like that. And people, it would take like high priestesses and stuff like mm. that to start communicating. And, and even like later on, like it's, they, it, what they were getting back was like garbled and it needed to be translated. And it's just... That clarity of, of used to in the past, just looking at one and talking with one, it's gone. And it just trickles away over time. And that theory is so interesting to me. Yeah. So that was, uh, that's kind of the book starts. And then he focuses on different like happenings, different characters in history who have messed with this stuff. 
But that's how it all starts. And he talks about shamanistic things, you know, and a, the human need, need to communicate with spirits. Yeah. Even if that's not what you want to admit it, it's what it is. Prayer, everything is communicating with a spirit and we have to do it. Just there's shamans who have somehow many died trying to concoct certain things to make themselves get closer. And we've done it since we've existed. Mm -hmm. It then touched on a couple of characters uh, that I wanted to talk about that I thought was really interesting and things I didn't know. Um, And one of them is kind of a famous witch. Uh, She's a very famous witch. If witch is what you want to call her, she wasn't one. Um, But uh, was burned as a heretic. It's Joan of Arc. So yeah, it um it's because you know Joan of Arc's big thing was she was seeing these like uh, angels mm-hmm. and saints and things like that, and she uh, at first started when she was twelve years old. They told her what to do, and she did it, and did it diligently, as they always do. Yeah, like I mean, she lived in the church pretty much. Like she was just constantly super devout. Like they wanted her to like go and essentially like rally the French to get the English out, you know, and like. She was 12 years old at the time. And so she, it's like the book was like, well, she kind of like procrastinated on that until she was 16 <laughs> when she was like, all right, I got to fucking handle this. It's like an assignment you put off for too long. You're just shit. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, eventually she becomes this heroine. And at 16 years old, she's fitted with specially made armor. She dresses in men's clothes and rides and. She was a real badass, and she didn't ride into battle with a weapon. She rode with a banner, like a Christ banner, because she didn't want to hurt anybody. Mm. Like, that was her thing. She didn't want to have to hurt anybody. Oh, yeah. And so she was just this truly saintly, interesting person. And the whole time, all of her all of her success came from these accurate prophecies that were told to her by this, this entity. Mm. And it saved her ass time and time again. And it rallied up so much morale, they actually were pushing the English out. Like, it was working. And they were like this ragtag bunch. But she was so, like, even the English, like, if she wrote in, their morale would fall. Mm. She had, like, this spiritual aura yeah. about her, you know? And um, I'm thinking Gandalf when he comes over yes, the, the and hill. Yes, it's like, I didn't know how much of a badass she was. Yeah. Um, but she had a really terrible fate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it was so. worse than I thought. They, uh, it, you know, they're doing really well, but eventually she, um, she was arrested by the English. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and they like charged her with all kinds of bullshit charges. One of them was dressing like a man, which I thought was just like a tack on fuck you. Like, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. You dressed like a boy. <laughs> it's just like, that's so fucking petty. But, um, <laughs> going to jail for cuties. Yeah. Like, it's so dumb. But then some big ones, like heresy mm-hmm. and all that jazz. And, um, so eventually, and they were like wanting information from her and she wasn't giving it up. She wasn't giving it up. And she was a just like pillar. Yeah. They, they tortured her pretty good. They tortured they? her pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, she, um, eventually was sentenced to death and she was burned at the stake Whoa. at 16. And um, her only request was that the cross be held high so she could see it. Did they do that for her? I think so, yeah. But um, she accomplished a lot. And I mean, like, and it's just like all of it. And like, I mean, really had a major effect on history. She changed the course of history. Yeah, absolutely. By listening to these voices. 
this whole book is those stories, these historical events, and it goes in chronological order of just like, what if there are these puppet masters? And mm-hmm. we've turned them into gods because when they talk to us, it's so important. But what if that's what all of this is, is that they're just like these other dimensional things that are just like pushing us along. Or aliens. That is a theory. Yeah. Yeah, that is absolutely. That's what I said. It kind of sometimes weaves around with ancient alien theory, yeah. you know. I'm thinking of that movie Contact where basically he kind of says something to her like, y'all aren't ready yet. So it's like, what if they're trying to like get us ready to like initiate us yeah. into this, you know, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I know. That's what I'm like. That, I choose to believe that. It's a, it's just it's with having none of the facts. And then uh, I read about another person too, and the, I just picked two like historical figures to to talk about that were mentioned in this book, and it's just really cool to read like actual material, <laughs> not a shit book. And <laughs> You're so salty. It was horrible. And so the the next person who I'm a huge fan of Anastasia is Rasputin. Oh God. Yeah, he's cool. So he was a weird dude so yeah he was like their their confidant and um this was uh the romanovs and they'd been you know a pretty powerful dynasty for a while a long time and um i think it was like 300 years or something like it was a long time and uh but he was like their confidant man he did everything but he was also like a sleaze you get to learn about Rasputin. Like, was he pretty greasy? He was. He was greasy. Oh, dude was greasy. He had like, he was girl crazy, to say the least. Ew. Yeah, and it was said that he was so intense. He was this very hypnotic individual. Like he had this weird oh. presence. That I picture him just like a smooth cat. He was, kinda... but he like people said he also had like learned how to expand and like shrink his pupils at will. So he could, like, make his pupils big when he was talking to you. It was just, like, he was very hypnotic. Yeah. Very tall and broad-shouldered with, like, black hair and a long black beard. Like, I love him. The uh, the Duchess just thought he was it, man. And she Ooh. almost, like, idol-worshipped him. Okay. Like, as a, like, spiritual god. Okay. Like and totally that. looked past this. the fact that he was, like, having sex with all of her teenage daughters. Ew. And, yeah, and, like, basically any other female <laughs> in that castle, like, <laughs> or palace. And he's just such, like, an A girl. Yeah, guy. like, he was just a sleaze, man. And dude was, uh, dude was focused. So he, uh, was, he was just, he had all kinds of shit going on. And it's very hard. He heard voices, but he also saw this, like, local, like, hunchbacked like prophet and he would like talk to him a lot and so he got all this weird spiritual guidance and he was eventually told that he needed to go on a pilgrimage oh it's rain oh nice so he went on a 2000 mile pilgrimage and made it to his destination and thought it seemed like it was like a month like a monastery mm. but he didn't like them so he's like this can't be the right place so he goes a thousand more miles god damn yeah and wound up <laughs> it was just crazy so it wasn't like he wasn't dedicated yeah he just had a hobby of girls yeah okay. yeah he yeah he was just like a tomcat <laughs> and um, but a very business minded very business minded apparently this pilgrimage it took like 2 years round trip and it really changed him. Like, this is when you, Rasputin comes into his own. Like, he's oh. different. He has this remarkable control and will over people. It was uh, said that, like, he would, like, meet a woman and within, like, 
a few seconds was already like trying to disrobe her and like she was so entranced she didn't even care this is when you're playing the sims and you're using cheat codes this, yeah this like is what he, that's exactly it he quickly rose to in popularity because this was at a time in russia where spiritualism and things like this were it mm. okay so he became a bad like kind of a bad bitch he's a bad bitch and um he uh he accepted in 1903 that he was going to be like the new magic guy that's going to be her you know confidant and so he returned in 1905 he like cured a dog <laughs> uh, excuse me he did. He like he he cured a dog, and of what? Uh, I don't know. Like... It doesn't say. <laughs> and um, but this dog like belonged to uh, the Duchess Melitza's brother-in-law, and so the Duke like said, "Okay, you know." And at this point, Rasputin's wife was sick, so he was like, "Thank you. Bring her here, and she can have an operation." Like that was the trait. Like you healed oh. my dog. Let me help your wife. Huh. Very important dog. But like Rasputin. He was like a savvy guy. Hmm. And this book... Wait, uh, Rasputin's wife? Yeah, he was married. I I didn't mention that. That's my B. Ew. He he married her before the pilgrimage. (laughs) Like, um... You think he was slutting on this pilgrimage? Oh, I know he was slutting. Oh, well, I mean... He was a slutting kind of (laughs) guy. Anyway, in this, you know, where he's now located, like in the royal palace in that the surrounding city he's kind of made a name for himself mm. as being a a bamf he's like he just healed all kinds of people and did all kinds of shit like uh it says like he he helped someone who was lame to walk so he's like a he's like a faith healer like well yeah he was yeah that's really kind of like all the things he did were very faith healery mm. and uh, according to one report magically transformed a handful of earth into a blooming rose Oh. Yeah, I know. I was like, wow. Some no wonder he's getting all the ladies. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm blushing. He'll just grow them a rose. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> you see this handful of dirt? Yeah. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> yeah, not pretty. I guess it just springs into just, existence. Just, <laughs> it just throws a rose at her. Oh, my gosh. On November 1st, he met the Tsar, who described him in his diary as a man of God. Was he religious, or was he was he coming at this as a, like, I am a magician kind of thing? Or was he, was he like, a devout? He, he's, I'm almost positive he's Catholic. Mm, okay. He was a man of God. And so then he meets the Tsar. I love this so much. So there's, like, uh, apparently, like, a bit of an uncertainty on how they first met and suggested that Rasputin was dancing drunkenly at a gypsy encampment <laughs> when a messenger arrived with the news that the Tsar's son was ill. Rasputin then cured the boy partly by distant prayer and partly by some on-the-spot faith healing. That's like some magic shit, like sending energy shit. Yeah, you know, but I just love it. I just picture him just cutting it up, man, at this just, gypsy party, <laughs> drunk as fuck. Down. Like, Having a good Some old dude's time. Some dude got to come ruin oh, his vibe. Pause. Got to go heal this Hold kid. On, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, you know. The, their son, he had hemophilia. Oh. Like bad hemophilia. Yeah. And there were many instances that um, Rasputin healed him and stopped him from dying. You oh. know, and so like the Tsars really were like in his debt. So anyway, he predicted his own death. 
And dude had a shitty death. Mm. I just got to say, both of these had shitty deaths. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, but also, he had a badass death. Oh. Yeah. Dude is strong as an ox. <laughs> He, uh, he prophesized, his prophecy was interesting, and I'm going to, like, paraphrase it. So he said, I, I think that I'm, I'm pretty much, I think I'm going to die before January 1st. Hmm. Like, and uh, he wrote this in December. So, like, he was predicting it. He said, if I'm killed by common assassins, especially my brothers, the peasants. Oh. Uh, you have nothing to fear. Remain on your throne. Everything's going to be cool. Don't worry about it. If I'm killed by one of you or one of your buddies, one of your confidants or one of your, like, any of your people, their hands will be soiled with my blood for 25 years. They will not wash their hands from my blood. If that happens, you guys are going down. Yeah. Uh, Actually, he said it like, if this happens, none of your children, relations, anyone will remain alive for more than two years. They will be killed by the Russian people. I shall be killed. I am no longer among the living. Oh. It's really what happened. So Rasputin was, his assassin was of nobility, was of noble birth. So he, that's, you know, exactly what, and it happened just a few days later after he wrote this pretty much on December 29th before January 1st. Oh, shit. And this man, Prince Felix Yusupov, the book calls him a handsome homosexual with, to Wait. judge from his photograph, a striking resemblance to the silent movie actor Rudolph Valentino. So he was like this prince, but very handsome, kind mm. of aristocratic guy, oh, you know. Yeah. And the first sentence of that is, is the assassination. Details of the midnight visit are reminiscent of a horror movie, and they really kind of are. So Yusupov, like, takes Rasputin down to the basement. It's supposed to be like a dinner party. And everything is coated in cyanide. Like, the wine <laughs> the wine is chock full. Like, it's on the food. It's like, I mean, he has peppered everything in cyanide because he's going to try to get him. That's overkill, man. Well, That's... not if you're Rasputin. And so... Just shoot him, man. He ingests so much of the cyanide. He drinks a ton of wine and eats a ton of poison cake. And he's just like, fine. Oh. Yeah. And so, like, Rasputin's just like, hmm, okay. And so, eventually, though, he starts saying, like, you know, his um, his throat's starting to itch and, and things like that. Like, he left for a minute. The, uh, the prince left. And he came back. And Rasputin's head was down on the table. Mm. You know. Yusupov, by this time, had a revolver ready. And he mm. was, like, you know, he's coming down. About fucking time. And he told Rasputin, like, hey, you should pray to, like, this crystal cross. Like, you should just pray. And when Rasputin turned to look at it, he shot him in the back. Oh. The, he was examined by a doctor among, like, the group and was pronounced dead. Uh, the way you say that leads me to believe that it's not over. Oh, no, 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 no. He's typical horror movie. He's oh. not dead. <laughs> And um, so Yusupov, Yusupov went back upstairs, leaving the corpse in the cellar. And he was not happy about that because he was suspicious because he was a miracle worker. So, like, maybe he can, like, bring him, bring him back to He's, life. Like, I'm dying. Bring his own body back to life. And uh, so he went back down to look at the body. He, like, left and was like, mm, I don't like it. So he went back down <laughs> to make sure that he was down there. And uh, so he was still there, but unconvinced, he leaned over to shake it, like Rasputin. And Rasputin totally woke the fuck oh, up. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. 
he like ripped something off of his like robes on his shoulder and like so use above fled upstairs. So he just jumped up and like ripped Hulk no, Hogan his no, shirt off. Dude, Give me just it gets weirder, okay? So Yusupov is terrified and fled upstairs, and I quote But Rasputin followed, crawling on all fours. Oh god. (laughs) He's not fucking giving up, man. We can all take a page from Rasputin's book. Holy shit. With cyanide poisoning and a gunshot to the back. Let's not forget, lest we forget, the internal metal that we are dealing with with this man. I am so floored about it. And, um... What a terrifying scene. Yeah, and it just, he fights into the death, man. And so, he like, it says, the revived corpse exhibited almost superhuman strength. Not Rasputin. The revived. Yeah, he, Rasputin, I guess, is dead. This is just a magic beast that he left. That was his last bit of energy. He's like, all right, rogue zombie. Go. Just and um, it's the only spell he could conjure. Yeah, you know, and it's just like a last finger to all of the people who poisoned him. Um, and so, anyway, he is able to, like, get outside and he starts trying to get away. And so they chase him down. Um, and he's shot twice. So now he's been shot three times. Okay? And... He's boring. It's like he had took PCP. It's like oh. he just took a shitload of PCP, <laughs> is what I picture. And incredible, in the books, as incredible as it may seem, he's alive. But he's unconscious. But he's still alive. But he's breathing. Yeah. So taking no chances, they throw him in an icy river. To where once he hit the cold water, he was actually jarred enough to, like, kind of get out. But he was, like, shot three times and bludgeoned. And so he did die. Like, finally died after raising hell. Oh, Yeah. Um, so that's, like, that's just, like, the story of Rasputin. And I know that doesn't really... But I just had to get that out. Because I read that this morning. And I was just like, what? <laughs> it's insanity. And I took out a lot of it. Like, I, I took out most of the faith healing stuff, but I just had to, like, get this in there because it was bananas. <laughs> and after he died, the the Romanovs did fall. And that's where you have, like, the, uh, the Anastasia thing to where, like, the only one that might have survived because they, like, you know, she's kind of lost. Yeah. Um, but he said everybody was going to be dead in two years. But anyway, I do highly recommend it. It's a very interesting theory. It's it's neat to think that um, maybe spirits used to be everywhere. Yeah. And it's very interesting to think that they just walked right alongside us and we commute. Everybody had like a family spirit or everybody had like this character and you just converse with them normally, you know, mm. and like Mushu. Like Mushu. It, it's it's so fascinating to, to picture yeah. that world. And I've been thinking about it a lot. And I know I said it last time, but this this whole theory just reminds me of the silence from Doctor Who. And I know you've not, I've seen, not it, seen it, but it's it's something very similar. I mean, sort of similar. They're they're evil, but they are kind of there to whisper in the ear of of humans. And uh, the whole thing with them is you you turn around, you see one looking at you, and he tells you, "Hey, go and do this." And then as soon as you're not looking anymore, you don't ever remember that they said that. You don't remember seeing him. You don't remember the whole conversation. Uh, and they've been, like, guiding humanity throughout its, Yeah, that's its very similar to how this is. Very, very, very... That's actually exactly what this is. That's so creepy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it is. And so, I mean, yeah, there is, like, an element of, like, an unnerving 
feeling about it, you know? And it's like, who are we at the mercy of, you know, do we really not have a say in anything? But at the same time, it's interesting, you know? And, and it's, um, as someone who is like agnostic, it's not doubting them as much as it's creating them, you know? It's like, maybe there are these entities yeah. out there, you know? And like, it, it's a very interesting thought for me. And I've been thinking about it a lot, you know, just like, Maybe they're maybe they're real. Maybe you they're know, out there. like maybe they're actually out there, and they've been talking to people all of this time. I, I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's something. It's one of those things that I hear, and I'm just like, oh yeah, that's that's a thing that happened. Yeah, <laughs> just like yeah, why not? There's that's what I, I, I get. It. I read it, and like, and I can't do near as good of a job at telling it like the book does. But it's like you read it, and you're like, okay, I, that's my new that's my new uh, history. <laughs> like I that's that's it. That's the answer. Like. Well, I do like anything that happens all over the world. It's cool, yeah. At at a similar time. Well, and I gotta say, like, as someone, and I'm not, like, gonna act like I'm a skeptic skeptic, but as someone who, like, sometimes is like, come on, you know. There were a few moments like that in this book, but he'd always reel you back in with, like, a <laughs> mind blower. You know? Like, he'd have a few of them where he's like, and this obviously implies, and you're like, mm, not really. You know? And then it's like, boom, you get this just... Absolute, just blown mind from something else. <laughs> what are you talking? Oh, uh, tell me. I, you've already told me what you're talking about, but you should start now. Yeah. That's your segue this week. You should start you now. You should start now. Your turn. Regale me with some everyday techniques to do a good job at being a witch. Because I'm <laughs> not a good one. Funny. I. That's exactly what I titled this segment. <laughs> everyday techniques on how to be really no oh you got me so excited so the uh the seasons are changing i'm thrilled and it's a little cooler outside today especially because of the sweet sweet rain we're getting up until a moment ago we actually had the windows open yeah it started raining too hard i thought it would sound really nice but macy brought up the really good point We'll probably end up sounding like white noise to you guys, and that's not super pleasant <laughs> no. to listen to. My my point here is there's there's a change going on. The atmosphere, I feel like uh, maybe it's just me, but the air feels no. It's not just you. <laughs> it's great. The air is lighter. You know, there's a little bit more sparkle. There's a little bit more magic in I'm the air. I'm waiting for the first amber day. Mm-hmm. You know, like something about fall days just having yeah. an amber glow. Yeah. I'm ready for that. When you step outside and when you smell that, like somebody has a fire going. Burning leaves. That you yeah. don't know where it's coming from. That always smell. It's just like, oh, fall's here. It's yeah, here. It's here. This is the time of year that I start to get to feeling a little bit more whimsical. Mm. And, um... I've really kind of come back around to enjoying my my practice and my spirituality. I've got I've just I've just felt it more lately, man. I got the spirit right now. Yeah. I just I'm journaling more and I'm I feel like I can breathe again. Again, it's that reverse yeah, seasonal depression. Yeah, I feel depression. like I'm actually starting to fall off the wagon. Do you and, really? Yeah, fall apart. yeah. Oh, man. I'm coming alive again. I started looking into ways to kind of bring back some of the some of the magic that I remember feeling last year around this time, you know, just looking into this kind of stuff and just kind of playing around with it and like, oh, I don't know if I believe it, but it'll be fun to try mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And I was like, you know what? I think I think we could return to basics a little bit here in the, in this one segment I'm doing. I could I could do a whole episode 
on little things you can do to kind of bring some, uh, bring some magic into your life. So that's what I've done. I've kind of, I tried to lay it out so where it's like a morning till night kind of routine almost. (laughs) In so many words, I guess. So, because granted, when we do our episodes, we're talking about small things, be Mm -hmm. it like, the the cinnamon or the majorum yeah. or or whatever and you can kind of have a whole week between episodes where you toy around with the thing yeah. we talk about you know but a lot of times they do require a lot of you know it's like a ritual that we're doing or it's a whole thing you got to go out and like buy a crystal or mm. buy something new and it's it's a whole thing but um what i have here is kind of a list of things that you already have cuz you don't need a lot you know, a lot of one of the mistakes I think people make is they run out and they buy all the things. Mm-hmm. Let's get all the herbs and all the crystals and get absolutely. I just need these tools. I need these tools and they're fun to have. And I feel like they can enhance our experience. All we really need is is what we have with us, you know. Uh, so the the first thing I want to talk about is setting your intention for the day. You know, you can that's like the easiest thing to do is wake up and say, uh, I was Listening to a thing today that said uh, that Oprah wakes up first thing in the morning and she says she has like a little um like a mantra yeah like a little mantra she wakes up and she says like I'm alive you know and she's like just thankful for being alive nice <laughs> so I was kind of like you know what it's that's exactly what it is even people who wouldn't call this necessarily like um magic or you know wouldn't immediately be like that's witchcraft yeah you know you can wake up and you can set your intention for the day and um. If you can do it before you get out of bed, it's even mm. it's even stronger because uh, it's before your feet have hit the floor. You're like, today is going to be a really productive day. And I feel like it's also before your rational mind kicks mm, in. Mm-hmm. You know, you're still in that little you're still meditative, in that, dreamy state. You're, you're between states. Mm-hmm. And um, I do think that that helps. But it's as easy as that. Just saying today is going to be blankety blank. This next one's my favorite. This is one of the first things I started doing. Um, I've talked about it very briefly here before, but before I considered myself anything else, I was a kitchen witch. Mm -hmm. And I still still like that title amongst a slew of others. I like kitchen witch. The first things I was reading about was little simple things you can do in the kitchen because cooking is magic. I don't care. Oh, it is. You it can't is. you can't tell me it's otherwise. alchemy. It's absolutely your potions and you're just making shit. It's magic. And um so one of the things you can do is focus on anytime you're stirring anything, whether it be food or your coffee or tea, stir in a clockwise motion and that's said to bring bring things in. It's to attract. Is that Wittershins? Hmm? There is, it's either clockwise or counterclockwise that is oh, like Wittershins, yeah. like in you know, all of the yeah, yeah, yeah. like proper terms that I never can remember. I did see that somewhere and I was like, fuck that. You know what my favorite one is? It's for, it's, it's for being naked and it's sky clad. <laughs> and I think that is the best. To, to make it a, a more amateur production, I guess clockwise works. <laughs> yeah, um. no, totally. <laughs> You want to be super basic. Uh, if you're trying to repel something from your life, stir counterclockwise. Macy, what's the word for that? I don't know. <laughs> it might be Wittershins. <laughs> okay, you woke up. You set your intention. Uh, the next step I have here is for some coffee or some tea or whatever beverage you enjoy in the morning. Um, 
I like to stir some cinnamon into my coffee. We've I talked, that, we've, yeah. we've had that whole discussion. I like to do it in a, a clockwise motion and you just really focus in on your intent uh, and what you're trying to, I guess you could say enchanting your coffee. Let's use that terminology. It sounds wonderful. Uh, with whatever energy you're, you're putting towards it. So if I wanted to be productive, stir your, stir your stuff clockwise, focusing on and picturing a productive day, whatever that looks like to you. Maybe it's sitting in front of the computer, getting shit done. Maybe it's like your wallet is growing fatter because you've been so fucking productive. You're making all the money, you know, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like to you. Really make sure you picture it clearly in your mind and be specific with these things. You always want to say things as if you've already had them. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be like, I wish I had a pony. You want to say like, I have a fucking pony, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to repel something. Um, go the other way. Stir counterclockwise. Uh, the other day, my husband was sick. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do some counterclockwise stirring. I made him some chicken soup. I'm such a good wife. I love chicken <laughs> soup. It's so much fun to make. Like homemade chicken noodle soup. Oh my God. It's so good It's though. so good homemade. Oh I love boy. It. And I, my whole life, I've hated chicken noodle soup from a can. Uh, I've hated yeah, it. Yeah, it always tastes very metallic and it's too salty. It's, and yeah, and it's just it's the, the noodles are kind of like yeah. overly saturated. Yeah, they're too soggy. Soggy. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> anyway, I made this delicious soup and, you know, just gave it a little counterclockwise stir. And I'm just thinking banishing sickness, mm-hmm. banishing the yuckiness, the the sniffles. And you're just picturing what I, what I like to do. And it's very silly and very cartoonish, but it works for me, is I picture the thing that I want banished. And then I picture a big red X over it. Nice. Um, because to me, that's very fucking clear. Yeah. Everyone knows out. what that means. So I'm thinking like, uh, uh, I think in this instance, it was like the Mucinex guy with like a big X over nice. <laughs> So you can you can do that with all your coffees, your your teas, and everything else. Um, another thing you can do when it comes to the leftover grounds or the leftover tea leaves, and enchant these kind of things or whisper over them, um, is to kind of give them this intention, give them this energy of healing the earth that it returns to. Um, and to me, what that looks like is going into the compost and making a very rich compost, and um, just kind of putting things back you know giving some of that goodness back instead of just like throwing garbage out to be like rot look at it as as it's giving it back to the earth heal the earth that you return to is my little mantra that i like Mm -hmm. to and like to put out there um and that's completely stolen i could not tell you from who well yeah i mean just (laughs) like my uh, my sage incantation yeah Yeah. i you know i i read it on some lovely woman's blog when i was first starting off and i just thought that was so cool. I was like, heal the earth you return to. That's fucking great. All right. When you're, uh, <laughs> when you're stirring in your appropriate directions, whether you're banishing or attracting, make sure to think and focus very simply. You don't want to say, I wish that I would win the lottery next, you know, yeah. just think prosperity, prosperity, mm, prosperity. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you can't be too vague because these aren't like, um, multi-level steps that make this like a very powerful thing. It's just like a little simple thing. It's something to just keep you in that spirit throughout the day. So my next thing is after you've had your coffee, you've gone off to do your day and it's it's lunchtime. Uh, my next point here is mindful eating and mindful shopping, I guess, while we're at it. Uh, and, and I don't mean like healthy necessarily. I mean, that's good and great if you feel like eating healthy. But uh, what I mean is to not to not rush it. 
Like most people like to eat, I feel like. like I, I think I, it's it's <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. It's yeah, people enjoy eating, but but sometimes we do get kind of rushed through. I was I was reading an article today about how people just rush through their their lunch break at work, mm-hmm. you know, or they will just run into the gas station and they'll grab like a like a sandwich and shove it down because you've got so much to do. We're just short for time, right? And a way to do this is to is to slow down. Even if you don't have time, mentally make that checklist. Be like the sandwich that I'm shoveling down because mm-hmm. I have no time. You know, just think about those grains and then the people that had to put their work in and the, the vegetables and just the fact that everything had to go so right mm. and everything had so much care and love to put in it, put into it so that you can have this, you know, $2 fucking 7-Eleven sandwich. <laughs> it, it brings a level of awareness and, and thankfulness into our lives that I think is very connected with spirituality and, and magic. If you have the time, pick a random ingredient in the thing you're eating and look it up. See what properties it might have, you know, might turn out, you know, you have some uh, majorum or something and mm-hmm. you, you find out something about that and you can kind of pull from that. One thing that I wrote down is don't let the fact that herbs and stuff like that, they have multiple properties. Don't let that freak you out because <laughs> it can be very over overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Just pick the one that you need. And go from there. You're having your pumpkin spice, you know, whatever. And you, you look, oh, I'm going to look up cinnamon. And you see that it's got a, a property of f- confidence. Mm-hmm. And you need that. Just be like, okay, that's what I'm taking from this. I don't need those 14 other things that, yeah. it, that it gives me. Right now, I need the confidence. And focus in on that. You know, you've gone through your work day. You're at home. You're making dinner. Try to put in your ingredients. Almost like an old school, like, Disney witch. You yeah. know, when they're, like, putting in their... Eye of Newt for such and such. <laughs> you, you're They're, like, always saying the ingredient name and then what it's for. Try to do that. It feels kind of fucking stupid at first. But I, I really like it. I, I like to put some black pepper in and be like, black pepper for health, you know, or uh, salt for protection. Just say out loud the thing that you're doing. If you're already going to be putting the shit in... Give it a little bit of magic, you know, and it's going to go into your food and it's going to enchant you from the inside out. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, the next thing I have here is grooming and getting ready or unready for the day. I'm a big fan of glamour magic. I think the idea behind it is fascinating. Well, I do like witch attire. Mm-hmm. I don't mess with my makeup very much. Well, it doesn't have I to I do be. love like a good outfit. Yes, and you feel oh yeah more in your element when you're in that that kind oh, yeah. of thing, and uh, kind of like we talked about for the Lunsaw episode, mm-hmm. wear that makeup look or and if they, it, I'm not saying makeup has to be your thing, it's not everybody's thing. It, you know, it could be the the jewelry you wear. For Whatever the day. it is that makes you feel like a badass. Whatever you do that you do to put yourself together in the morning. It can have some kind of a deeper meaning. I'm, I'm talking about makeup because I personally love makeup in my day-to-day life. Uh, and I, I was reading something really interesting. It was in the book, The Magical Household, Spells and Rituals from uh, for the Home by Scott Cunningham and David Harrington. Uh, in their book, they say that the process of applying makeup is so much older than we... Oh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that goes back to tribal dances, practices, things like that, shamanistic stuff. Like, And one thing I really liked is he was talking about, like, ancient, ancient Egyptians. And he said that they would put, um, I might have these backwards, I hope I don't, but they would put green on the bottom of their eyes, like an eyeliner almost, and they would put blue on the top. 
Uh, and most of their makeup for the eye area was always like enchanted or given the purpose to, to heal eyesight or protect their mm-hmm. eyesight. So, I mean, like, this is not a new thing. Mm-mm. Um, and it made me feel a little bit less silly with with doing these things because one of my favorite things to do is to draw the rune. Um, what is it? Algies? Algies? Yeah. I can never say it correctly. I can't pronounce them. I'm <laughs> gonna be honest. The one that looks like a chicken's foot mm-hmm. is my favorite. I like to to draw that one down my forehead and um, down my face with my foundation in the morning because that's a really personal one to me that kind of speaks to courage in the face of fear. I guess, you know, so it's my time to kind of focus on that. And I feel like it does give me a little something. I feel like it puts up a little shield for me. Um, And that's what it's about. It's all intention, yada, yada. But if you're putting your gel in your hair, you know, make it be like it's your spiritual helmet, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, or if you feel like you need a little bit of mental stability, you know, it's 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 your tinfoil hat that you're putting on Uh, and just kind of give these very mundane things a purpose. Um, and if they, if they take on a deeper purpose to you as you're doing them, you're going to feel that throughout the day. And if you want to be super skeptical about this and say, well, that's just the placebo, uh, whatever, who cares? Maybe it is a placebo, but There's in a that lot case, of proof that the placebo effect is real. Well, exactly. You know? And I mean, like if I'm putting this lipstick on and I'm saying, okay, my lipstick, this is going to help me speak my truth, or this is going to help me speak confidently or, or whatever I'm saying for the day. And then I actually do that thing I wanted. Well, didn't it kind of actually work? Mm-hmm. Even if it's a placebo, th- yeah. didn't it fucking work? You know? Mm-hmm. Um. So so who cares? Try it out. Be a little silly and, and see what you like. That's the thing with me. I always feel so silly when I try something new. And I have to get over that. But I, I constantly feel like life is the Truman Show and there's people secretly laughing at me. <laughs> I, <laughs> I should, <laughs> should talk to my therapist. <laughs> Um, so my next one, uh, I'm also really big into is charms. Charms have been around for as long as witches have been around. And if you've got a a necklace or a watch, man, a watch can be a great charm Mm -hmm. to have on you. It can be a really powerful one, especially ones that the mechanical watches, because there's a lot of movement. There's a lot of that, um, kinetic energy there. One of my first big, uh me purchases was a big power I watch. I remember that one. I still watch. have it. I got to find it. It's it's after the move to the new house. I don't really know where it is. But yeah, it was a big, beautiful. I just like had it in my cart mm-hmm. for like months. And then I finally got it. And you it. know what I remember? I'm not trying to like project this onto you or anything, but I, here's this as I remember it. You got it for the intent purpose of like, you wanted to be like business bitch. Yeah, I called it my boss bitch watch. Yes. Yeah. And it worked. It did. And so, anytime you buckle, like, I mean, it like latched on, like, like it, it was just mm-hmm. like, all right. I could just like, tell you, like, you had it on, like, you you stood, you know, I mean, you were just, you were, you were the business bitch. I love that thing. And I just think, I think deep down that you had enchanted this thing. I think maybe. Yeah. Without knowing it, yeah. you know, and, um. I think that we can do that. Mm-hmm. We can unknowingly do these things. So when we're putting on our, our jewelry that we really like, if we're being kind of down on ourselves, you know, if we're putting on our lipstick and you're like, I can never do my lipstick straight, man, I look so bad. Well, guess what energy you just put into that for the day? Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to not feel the greatest. 
I have a little elephant necklace that I like to wear. Mm-hmm. And it's just always, for some reason, it's always screamed travel protection hmm. to me. I don't know why. It's just every time I look at it and every time I go somewhere, I feel like having this little elephant with me because from the day I got it, it was just like, this is for protection when you travel. Hmm. And sometimes things have to tell you what they are. And then, of course, when you're dressing, it can be your cloak, Mm -hmm. which is funny because I opened up a book to set my microphone on because we are professionals. Yeah. Um, The book I, I, the page I opened to, the first thing I see here is a little segment on the, the witch's cloak. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure that means nothing, but, uh, it makes me happy when you're putting your clothes on. It goes back to that. Put something on that makes you feel like a badass. You know, even if you don't feel like you look great in it, find a way to give it a little bit of energy. I saw somebody say that they would put their clothes out the night before, which is a smart thing to do anyway. Y'all do that. It changes your life. Put it in the window. Try to grab some moonlight. Try to grab some of that uh full moon energy or or that waning energy if you're trying to like get something out of your mm. life or uh maybe it's waxing if you're trying to build an aura of prosperity whatever you're doing try to grab some of the moon's energy cuz dude the moon is powerful we've I talked about moon. it you're just like i'm wearing clothes that are dripping in moonlight i don't care that's so fucking cool <laughs> all right do a daily offering this one's a little bit um I don't want to say it's touchy, but not everybody gives an offering. Not everybody believes in a deity or any kind of spirit. You know what I mean? You can be uh, like we are. You could be agnostic pagan. I just give offerings to nature. And that's one of the things I wrote down. You You don't have to give an offering to God or goddess. You can give offering to what you can see with your eyes. And what I can see is this nature. And what I can feel is me and my tree have this bond Mm -hmm. that I can't even describe. And um, it's as easy as taking what you're having for breakfast and breaking a little part of it off and leaving it in a spot that you've designated a sacred space. The offering I have out at my altar right now is a chunk of a Dove chocolate bar. Uh, because I read somewhere that ancestors really like chocolate and it really draws them in. So I took just a little square of this chocolate bar I had anyway, and I set it on my altar and I put like a little cinnamon on it because I'm obsessed at this point in life with cinnamon. I don't give a shit. Um, and it's been sitting there and I really feel like my ancestors in particular love them some I mean, chocolate. Call me in. I know. I'm like, y'all probably never get that good shit. You're just <laughs> eating leaves and shit out or whatever is available. That's what happens. You just <laughs> eat leaves <laughs> for eternity. Like, yes. I would love to come visit the ancestor that loved me some chocolate. <laughs> anyway, so that's what I leave offering for is my ancestors. And I'm really bad about putting it out once. Once a turn, you know, Mabin comes around or Sawin or whatever comes around and I'll leave my offering out and it will stay there until the next Sabbath comes around. And I'm really lazy like that. And I feel like I need to just accept it. That's the way I do it. That's why I like doing like fruit mm-hmm. and stuff. Like that's, that's usually what I do. Like I'll, uh, I'll leave, like I'll wash an apple really good and set it out or. Did I tell you the story about my non dying apple? Yes. Jesus. Probably because you didn't, yeah, it's just covered in that waxy stuff. I got some fucking fake apple. I don't know what it was, but (laughs) I put this apple, and it was my first altar I had ever made. And I remember I was in the, in the broom closet 
And mom and dad came over for Halloween last year and I had my little altar out and it was very nondescript and um, I had made some soul cakes and I had my apple there and I had a candle going and it just looked like a pretty decoration. And afterwards I put these green apples out in uh, like my compost and they lasted for, I don't know, 40 years after that. <laughs> My dog used it as a chew toy. I, I don't know what eventually happened to them, but they kept popping up. Just like, oh, there's that fucking apple again. So, like, I'm sitting here thinking, this is going to decompose and return to the earth. And, oh, I'm one with everything. I love paganism. And then these fucking apples just refuse to rot. <laughs> um, sometimes things don't work out the way you want them to. My next uh, thing is a favorite of mine. I do this... Every day. I did this every day before I put any kind of meaning to it. And this is to dance and sing. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think singing is one of the highest forms of prayer that you could do. It's something that is etched into our DNA. Yeah. And, you know, it's like we it, we do it because it has some sort of spiritual or, like, metaphysical or yeah. even just health need. Like, yeah. It's just something that we do. And, um... They say that singing can uh, invite in the good spirits. So whether this spirit, whatever it looks like to you, if it's goddess or if it's ancestors or if it's just like good fucking vibes or ghosts, good ghosts, like actual spirits, whatever, um, singing is said to draw them in. And what's really important here is it's not the quality of your singing. It's the heart and it's the emotion behind it. And you don't have to make the song up. It could be a Britney Spears song. Yeah, no, I, I, my brain's going to when I clean. Mm. Like when I'll clean the whole house, I'll just like hook my phone up and I, I'll put on like one of my favorite bands yeah. know, where I have like a whole playlist of oh, yeah. like, like the Deer Hunter is not only like one of my favorite bands, but like he's in my range. Mm. So it's, and I know every word cause they're like my favorite band. So it's like 200 songs <laughs> of just like my range. And I know every word and I will intention clean the fuck out of my house. I, man, I have a very tricky range cause if it's not right on, it's very bad, but I feel like Fiona apples right in my range. All right. And the thing is, if you listen to wall-to-wall Fiona Apple songs, you're going to be angry. Very angry. Or depressed in a matter of moments. So yeah, yeah, I got to switch it around a little bit. But um, I, I like to use this time. And I, like you said, it's always cleaning for mm. some reason. I, there's just something about that very mundane activity. Kind of mindless. We don't have to engage fully. I don't feel I'm like a very strong singer, so I like to just be alone when I can just scream and belt. And nothing's run. better, even <laughs> if you can sing, because like when you're home alone, you can try shit. Oh yeah, you know you can Experiment. push it just a little bit, you know, and that's how you grow. So it is very satisfying. Well, all of this takes me into um, sound clearing, which I love. Sound clearing. I do it when I'm physically cleaning my house. It said that not only does singing, especially singing invite the good in because they they can just hear it and it's it's almost way of communicating mm -hmm. to the other side i mean or or wherever you say it's going i like to say the other side but they hear it and they like to come in and can help protect your home or whatever it is i like to do energy clearing with with clapping you can just kind of feel and hear these like muted areas that need a little bit of, of extra something something try it the next time you're alone give some claps and you'll just You'll feel it and you'll feel where you need to concentrate and, and 
this takes 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, so work some of that in. Uh, something else that I saw that was really intriguing to me, and I don't know how I feel about it necessarily, but I like the idea. Uh, they're called snap spells and it's so fucking easy. It's like, it's too good to be true. Kind of easy. You state your intention and then (laughs) snap three times. Snap three times <laughs> on the ceiling if you want me. Twice on the pipes. Bang, bang. What the fuck is the pipes? Like, like water, like plumbing pipes. Just kick the fuck out of your toilet twice. <laughs> 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 um. So I'm I'm really excited to try these little snap spells. And to me, I feel like if if not anything like energetic or or magical is assigned to them, I feel like it's a good way to kind of focus our energy throughout the day. I could probably see myself being like, "My negative thoughts have no power," which is one of my favorite mantras. Mm-hmm. Um, my negative thoughts have no power. Bam, bam, bam. Because there's power in uh things of threes. This is a long, oh god, yeah, long trusted witch uh truth that there's power. We could do a whole episode on that. We actually should. There's a lot there. Yeah. So you're just kind of invoking this power, and you're stating something again. Say it as if it's already true. Uh, not I wish that my negative. No, my negative thoughts have no power. Bang, bang, bang. The next one is something that uh, is sometimes hard, uh, but take a walk. If you live in the middle of the city, you're not going to be like flouncing around amongst the trees and yeah. the wildlife. Uh, and and I get that. Sometimes without, like when we lack nature, it can feel a little bit less magical. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If we're running around the city, we don't feel as connected. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, focus on the element of air versus the element of the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's still just as much of that as as there would be if you're in the middle of the forest. I think I've already said the word mundane like 600 times, but anytime you can make the mundane magic, it's going to help strengthen that connection that we have to whatever it is you want to view it as. To me, I like to view it as it's connecting me to that other realm where the magic lives Mm -hmm. and it kind of seeps over into our world. One thing you can do is anytime you find yourself being bored... Uh, with me, it's laundry. If you find yourself wandering to a negative place, like, oh, I don't want to fucking do this. How can you make this a more magical experience? Um, when you're pouring in your liquid soap or whatever, you know, say a little incantation. Be like, uh, I'm washing these clothes of the bullshit that they have absorbed. <laughs> or um, when you're folding them and putting them away, you can even think of like, visualize yourself putting things into their place. Uh, we had a listener write in and say, What's something that you could suggest to me to help kind of make this stronger? And I told her uh, journaling is so imperative to me and I hate doing it. I was trying to be very honest to her with that fact. I hate doing it. Um, So I told her, I said, just find the time that works for you. Sit down and do it in a way that feels right to you. It took me so long journaling to not judge the way I was journaling. Yeah. You know, Yeah. I didn't do it every day. So I felt like shit. I didn't write these big, beautiful, epic poems, so I felt like shit. And, you know, I just kind of stopped doing it. And I noticed when I stopped journaling, my life is a less sparkly, magical thing. And I don't like that. I want it to be, you know, I want to live in like a mage's world. You know what I mean? So I'll sit down and I'll just be like, pulled the card such and such today. Here's what it means. Yeah. And that's all it has to be. So in 10 days, you can look back and say, oh, that was true. And then you can write... When I pulled the card such and such, it turned out to be true. Yeah. Just kind of keep a small log of your day and see how it goes. You'll find yourself. 
that's that's all I have is make the mundane magical. Over on Patreon, we went ahead and we let them know what our topics were going to be for today so they could put in their two cents. And we've had a couple of people uh, want to do that today. And I have some really interesting answers from these guys. So our Patreon, Corey C. says, I light an intention candle when I'm doing house chores. One white, one black. I set the intention that the white candle's light spreads love and healing energy into my home, and the black candle's intention is to burn and swallow all shadows and negative energy. Oh. And the way she said that, to swallow Swallow. all shadows, is the best thing I've heard in a long time. I like that. Kim over at Clever Kim's Curio says, uh, I spray my scrubs down with diluted Florida water every morning to get negativity out from the last time I wore them. See, I think that's important. That's why I do like to pour in my detergents and say, out with the bullshit or however. Um, Because just like our bodies absorb it, our skin and our hair and shit, that's taken, it's taken that in too, you know? Well, and the fibers of your clothing. Yes. I, I think of it this way. If I can... Wear a jacket that I wore last night and I smell somebody's like, I don't know, like cigarette smoke on it. Then I feel the same thing with energy. If that cigarette smoke is still uh, detectable to me, then I'm still pulling in somebody else's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Kim goes on to say, I also sometimes do a little intention stuff on my way to work. That's a really good one. That's a great idea. Mm -hmm. They say if the traffic is bad or if they see someone broken down. Oh, I visualize the color I think will help them. Oh, that's really awesome. Oh, and then they say, I love this. If I'm wishing the three C's, which are courtesy, calmness, and consideration, I love that. Then it often looks like sparkly pastel pinks, blues, or greens with hollow glitter because I'm a glittery bitch sometimes. Hey, now, <laughs> I love it. Oh my God, I love that it. That is excellent. <laughs> um, Kim says after they visualize it, so they'll visualize the color and blow it at them for safety. Or I'll visualize sm- uh, smoothly flowing water or blood vessels without any blockages so I can get to work on time and nobody crashes. And, and then she blows that energy to them. I do, I do a lot of what I call breath work and uh, kind of blows. She says, I blow my magic. I don't, re- I know, I really, I was really, and it gets even more interesting here. I'm going to have to see if I can talk to Kim about this and get some more info. Uh, I don't do rhymey spells or written things with ingredients. I use mental stuff. That's more how I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll tell you about cloud killing at some point. Oh, I love cloud killing. <laughs> and does that mean cloud bursting? Because if it's the same thing. I don't know. It's where like you stare up at clouds and you just like will them to To, like separate i don't know i maybe uh she says i'll tell you about cloud killing at some point but that's not an everyday thing so um mental thing is is where is where they they pull the power from not with rhymes and or or you know spells with ingredients i love doing spells with ingredients yeah i'm not very good at it I think that, like, in a past life, I was like Snape. Like, I'm a potions person. You seem to be a potions person. <laughs> I really yeah. enjoy that kind of stuff. Speaking of Patreon, Mace, do we do we have a Patreon channel? It's a Patreon shout out segment! God, that gets better every time. Yeah, we do have one, actually. <laughs> this show is brought to you. Very not- No, I'm taking it back with how oh, much yeah. I like that. Yeah, no, yeah. Brought to you by. Oh. Josephine T. Thank you, Josephine T. Thank you so much. But uh, no, really, you make the biggest difference in the world. We met our first goal. Uh, we which did. Was a big deal. We were we were like shook. 
<laughs> yeah, no, at, like actually shook because we have been talking for, you've heard us a couple of episodes saying we've almost met our goal. Yeah. And I think in the video that we now have up over Finally. on Patreon, yeah. <laughs> we said something about we're about to meet our goal. So yeah. of course the next day we did. So our video is already outdated. Moot. Anyway. So uh, that's that's very exciting. We're excited to keep making the show better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Hit us with that Facebook. Yeah, we also got a Facebook review. Yeah, this was uh, from, her name is Celine. I love that name. I think it's pretty. Uh, Great energy and instantly makes my day better. Mm -hmm. It's hard to find a podcast where it feels like having a conversation with your friends. I like how much we're hearing I. Oh my god, I love that. My my favorite one is when people say brunch because nothing's better than brunch. Oh, a good friends. old fucking brunch. Yeah, let's get together with some people and have a brunch. I want to have a big brunch. Oh my god, the witch bitch and brunch. The witch bitch brunch. Bitch and brunch. Brunch and bitch. I don't know. We'll brunch and bitch. Brunch and bitch. That's the one. The brunch and bitch witch. Oh fuck! Trademarked the intellectual property. Can't steal it. That would be so much fun. <laughs> Do you guys know what this coming up weekend is? Oh. If you don't know, let me let us enlighten you. Oh. We got the DFW. Oh, I was waiting on another noise. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we got the DFW Witchy Bazaar coming up. We are going to be there. It is from 3 to 10. It is at the Hive in Fort Worth, it's and it a is cool on. Place. Oh yes, yeah, outside. It's going to have nice weather. Maybe it'll be rain. Ooh, what if it's raining? I hope it's not raining. Oh boy, it'll be awesome if it is. But we'll be there, and we would love to meet some of you guys. Yeah, and, I mean, um, like we'll just be walking around. We don't so. have, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't, we don't have a booth. We fucked up. <laughs> we've we've been through that trauma. I don't want to yeah. relive it. If you are coming to the DFW Witchy Bazaar, please let us know. You can let us know on our socials. Oh, how was that for a segue? Decent. <laughs> B minus, baby. <laughs> All right, Instagram at Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. Get us on Twitter at Bitch Hour. Bit, that's my favorite one. <laughs> Facebook at Witch Amateur Hour, which we now have a community page over there. And um, nothing has warmed my heart like seeing our coven talk to each other. You guys are posting memes. Nice. Um, email us at wbahpodcast at gmail.com. And if you do feel like uh, supporting the podcast financially, which of course, no pressure, um, then you can get us over on patreon.com slash wbahpodcast. And that's all I got. That's a mouthful. That's a whole lot. Felt real spitty on that last one. Oh. <laughs> spitty. Mouth sounds ASMR. That's gross. We suck at ending these. We really need to come up with a way to officially end the podcast. That's, no, we can't do that. That'd be know. unamateur. That's true. We gotta stay on brand. We can make it like a show tune. Do we need to write and rehearse a show tune? Yes. Look, no, it'll be like everything else we do on this podcast. It'll grow and slowly have more added to it and become better over time. And it won't be till episode 50 that we have an actual ending. So we come to the end. No, that sounds like a kid's show. <laughs> Sing along, everybody. So we've come to the end of our podcast time. <laughs> so uh, Shipton's eyes are a little gotch-eyed right now. It's been cracking me up for the past 30 minutes. Shipton's a character. <laughs> Can we, uh, can we, we're going to put up a picture of Shipton. We need to do that, yeah. For this episode. So if you, uh, saw our picture today on Amazon, 
if you saw our picture today on uh, Instagram, that is Shipton, or what did you say, Mr. Shipton? If he's, he... uh, Mr. Shipton. Like, you know, so if he's, like, he's, he does a good job, which he does, he does a good job being a backpack. So he is a Mr. Shipton Esquire. Esquire. <laughs> uh, he's this giant lion-headed, like, not he's a giant tiger-head backpack. And, uh, and I, she's not lying. He is, it's a, it's a giant. He's, it looks like a mascot head. Tiger. It, you could pop that on a, on a high school kid and it'd be a mascot. Yeah. I love him so much. Uh, <laughs> y'all deserve to see him. He's a cutie pie. But his eyes are looking different directions and it's cracking me up. Yeah. He's got well, like all cattywampus whiskers too. <laughs> like, all right, guys. So we really hope to see you at the DFW Witchy Bazaar. Jesus Christ. Christ. just turned into Sean Connery. I noticed in the last episode I was saying something and I said, like, it's a really interesting show. You did, and you just pushed past it. <laughs> you just ignored it. I know, and it was so funny. If anyone noticed that, I, I felt it in the moment. I do often turn into Sean Connery. <laughs> Uh, anyway, what I was trying to say is if we see you guys, we hope to see you guys at the DFW Witchy Bazaar this weekend. That's, that's, that's what I got for this week. That's all I have to say about that. All right, guys. Bye. I think we're done here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we are now. If you keep doing that. No. It's science.